Welcome to the Script Bits Podcast for Wednesday, January 19, 2022. Our bit today comes from Luke 14, verse 27, which says, And whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. And it's another cloudy, frosty Wednesday morning. A little of the white stuff fell in my area last night, but not enough to make a difference, though we are still surrounded by a sea of white and the roads are passable today. But we might have more problems with ice rather than snow later on. Oh, and by the way, the Duchess's prediction with the snow removal did not come through because the trucks and scoops came early in the evening to remove it instead of late in the night as she had forecasted and as they often do. But that's enough about snow and the unfortunate weather we've been having. It's time to talk about something that will truly make a difference. And what's that, you ask? Well, we are talking about some of the many immortal words our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ spoke while on his earthly sojourn. And these particular words were spoken around the time of his triumphal entrance into Jerusalem on that first Palm Sunday, when the disciples informed him that a group of Greeks who had come to Jerusalem for the feast were desirous of talking to him. And the good book relates it thus. And Jesus answered them, that's the disciples saying, The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a corn or a grain of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth or remains alone. But if it die, it, will, it bringeth forth much fruit. He that loveth his life shall lose it, and he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. If any man serve me, let him follow me, and where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. And that's taken from John 12, 23 to 26. Yes, friends, Jesus expects a high degree of selflessness from his followers, but to be sure, they are well rewarded for it. Now, let's clear up one major point before moving on. It concerns the matter of love and hate in the scriptures. The scholars offer this explanation of verse 25 above. They say, whenever we see love and hate contrasted, we should understand that love for the one is so undivided that it may appear as hate for the other, although it is not necessarily so. And they quote Luke 14, 26, with disciples hating mother and father, and Romans 9, 13, with God hating Esau. Yes, oftentimes it's not an emotional thing, but just the father's will, like with Jacob and Esau, Jacob was blessed 
while Esau was not. So every time we see love and hate in the scriptures, we need to take a moment to stop and consider the true meaning, whether it was an emotional problem or just one party being more favored than another. And if we consider the verse referenced above in Luke, we can see exactly what they're talking about. There, Jesus counted the cost of following him to the multitude around him when he says, If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren, that's brothers and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. And that comes from Luke 14, 26 to 27. Oh, my people, it is indeed a high price to pay to follow Jesus. But that's just how important it is to follow him. And it doesn't mean we have to dislike our family or friends. Just that, as the scholars put it, in comparison to one's devotion to Christ, one's family ties must be secondary. This does not set aside Jesus' other teachings to love one's enemies, to honor father and mother and the like. It does highlight that absolute loyalty to Christ is paramount, even though in many societies, including the one in which Jesus taught, as well as many today, following him involves precisely the either or that this verse sets up. And that's so sad because Jesus never meant for us to give up our friends and families, but just to put him first. But in way too many cases, religiosity, unfortunately and wrongly, forces us, forces us to give up one or the other. And yes, you can't serve God and mammon or money, but that doesn't mean you can't have much money because money is important in forwarding Christ's kingdom in this sinful world. So please, let's not allow religion to drive us to one camp or the other. For in Christ, remember, we are all one. There's no difference between the rich and the poor, the slave and the free, the Jew and the Gentile in Christ's eyes. It's only important that we live our lives sincerely trying to obey his will. So what's the long and short of the story, you ask? Well, I believe it's spelled out in two sets of scriptures. The first is Jesus' sincere admonishment to the disciples, where he says, Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine. Ye are the branches, he that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing, and we all know that comes from John 15, 4-5. No, that's Jesus telling it like it really is. In this world, we can do nothing of any consequence without him. And the second set of scriptures that I believe explains our purposes on this earth 
is Jesus' response to the question posed by an uppity, self-righteous, hypocritical lawyer of the Jewish ruling class. When he asks, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. And that's taken from Matthew 22, 36 to 40. Yes, my fellow saints, from the beginning of time, that's what the prophets been preaching. The absolute and miraculous power of love. It's marvelous ability to bring things and people together to live in harmony with Almighty God and with each other. And that's what our world is sadly lacking in these troubled times. That's a real sense of caring, of compassion, of love for God and each other. So it seems that's where our focus should be centered, be concentrated in these calamitous times if we sincerely desire true improvement in our world. And that's the long and short of the story, my people. Now, for those of us who are sincerely trying to preach and practice love, let's go home declaring, Shaman, you believe I spell declaring wrong today? But we're still going to go home declaring our Wednesday will, letting all and sundry know of our wonderful position in Christ Jesus. So, as one loud, confident voice, Wednesday, 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 I'm so glad to be alive on this Wednesday. Wednesday, 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 thank God the breath of life is still flowing through me on this Wednesday. I'm halfway home. My hands are fixed securely on the plow, and I'm not turning back. I'm not looking back at the past, not focusing on what has gone before, but my eyes are fixed straight ahead, straight ahead to a glorious future with Jesus. Glory, hallelujah, my brethren. And believe me, people, if we endure to the end, then that future will be even more glorious than we can ever ask or imagine. So let's hang in there and acclaim Christ's name now, like he so richly deserves. Much love. And the postscript for today says, To God the Father be the glory through Christ Jesus the Son. And that's exactly how it should be, friends. We give God the glory through believing and living for Christ. So as always, I'm asking us to go there and live for Christ today. And we pray all of this in his mighty name. Amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love.